Brad Hort talks sci-fi and magicians. Welcome back to Phil Ring, folks. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Fandom Podcast. Brad and Court Talk. I'm Brad. And I'm Court. Welcome back, Philorians. Oh, it's so nice to be back in Fillory. It's so trippy in Fillory. Yes, Fillory and further. Yes, and beyond. <laughs> and I will, you know what? I woke up this morning. I really wanted some cereal and I was really wanting Lucky Charms. Oh, I wonder why. <laughs> Is it a cereal thing? Yeah, that was cracked me up. Yeah. Oh. yeah. This episode. So, so good. So good. I got confused on Facebook. I thought it was a season finale for some re- weird reason. I'm going to blame that on all the overtime I've been having doing at work. That's going to. Um, I saw that post and I was, you had me go look it up. And, and I knew because I'd just seen that we have another screener for a new episode to watch. And I knew it wasn't the finale, but I had, I, you know, you made me like not have confidence in what I knew. <laughs> well, it seemed like a great finale episode. So I just yeah, kind of. Well, they do have cliffhangers, but I, we need to save our Elliot before they go away this I season. know, but I was just one of those moments of me going, oh, my. Aunt. Oh, okay. So it's not. All right. Fine. <laughs> no, there's more goodness coming our way. So, right. yay. Before we jump into that, just want to remind everybody, check us out over at purefandom.com, and then you can find our full playlist of recaps and interviews over there and at SoundCloud as well. Also, be sure to check out some of the other great writers over at Pure Fandom. If there's a show or movie you love, someone over there is writing something amazing about it in court. How can the good people reach us? Uh, well, they can also find us on iTunes. I just I knew that. Like, I like adding it to our playlist. But if you want to talk to us, you can find us on Twitter. I'm Jen Dev. He's Brad CB. You can email us at bradandcourttalk at gmail.com. You can follow Pure Fandom on Twitter. And you can find them on Facebook as well. Brad, do you know what else is on Facebook? There are great music videos of the 80s on Facebook. With leprechauns? No, probably. <laughs> and trolls. And trolls, yeah. All sorts and of Bowie. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> the, there were a lot of elements of, the, of this episode that felt very Bowie to me, uh-huh. especially in relation to Elliot. I agree too. Totally. I just, yeah, mm, yeah Elliot was very Bowie ish. <sighs> oh my God. All right. So um, before we jump into details, because this episode made me so happy, we should probably talk about the episode itself and like the title and who wrote this genius wonderfulness. Um, so this episode was 410, All That Hard Glossy Armor, written by John McNamara and Mike Moore. It was directed wonderfully by Shannon Coley, and the music was by Will Bates. So mm-hmm. let's pay some special attention to Will Bates because, oh my God, like usually shows do musical episodes and it's kind of eh, or it feels kind of awkward the way they stuck some of the songs in. This flowed Perfectly. Mm-hmm. So Margot sets off on one awesome journey because uh, she wants to save her best friend, Elle. And she brought a psychedelic lizard along, or did Josh pack that? And of course, she brings her merry band of backup singers. Q and the others go in search of a leprechaun and find themselves trapped in an escape room. Monster L makes a new friend, and Alice and Katie are mapping the flow of magic, and they find something pretty crazy interesting. Right. No, she brought her lizard because that's, you know, her birthright lizard. She's got to carry it around so he can actually tell him something because, you know, he still hasn't really talked. Right. Yeah. I guess he did talk this one. Hmm. Okay. Let's just jump in here and go with everything happening in the real world. 
Now, we find out from Penny that Darth Elliot is actually building a body for his sister, which, you know, gives you one of those moments going, he got prison and she got the death penalty, so that can't be good. Yeah, like when you think about it, hmm, we, de- we definitely don't need her back. Well, like he's going around eviscerating people. Yeah, I know. If he's this bad and he only got prison, well, I don't know. She's got to be even worse. Well, let's see how he's that works out. Uh, he goes out and, you know, this is why people are creepy in bars. Darth Elliot, total creep factor right there. Bad touch. Yeah. And he's right there at the bar next to the hospital where he finds somebody who, well, she's having a bad day. She's only going to be sick for two, maybe three months. Yeah, she has a timeline, so you know it's not good. Yeah. I just, the whole point where, you know, Darth Elliot was talking to her, I was like, seriously, you're not really, you're still talking to this guy? I would just, like, he's creepy. He's weird. He's, you know. Brad, like, making it real, it's not that easy. Like, that's one of the things I liked about this episode. It talked about some of the things that women have to go through and some of the crap they have to deal with. Like, creepy dudes in bars. Or creepy dudes creeping on you, as we see later with Margot oh, yeah. and the stuff she goes through. Um, yeah, you have to be kind of uh, judicious with the way that you let a dude down. Especially when they're like this Darth Elliot guy who's leaning super close in your space talking about touch my face. Yeah, Like she should have had a signal like set up with the bartender, actually. Yeah. yeah well, she did try to leave and, well, that didn't work out because they just poofed and went away. Yeah. He's got that teleporting thing. I don't know. It's uh, uh, We're going to see her again. I can guarantee that part. There's a reason why she just disappeared. Yeah. I mean, she reminded him of his sister. Uh, oh, yep. God. Yeah. Mm. Oh, another well, one. Well, she only has three months to go anyway, so. Well. We will see. Uh, I did love the Julia and Alice moments of, oops, yeah, he's building your sister. So what are you doing? Oh, fighting the library. Oh, good luck on your thing. (laughs) (laughs) And I like that they have different things going on um, on the show. Like not everybody's focused on this particular um, like journey or quest that's happening. Everybody has their own quest that they're they're doing right now. Like Margo's off doing her own thing that's connected to Elliot, but it's still her own thing. Mm -hmm. And then Julia and Katie are like, not Julie and Katie. Alice and Katie are working on the whole thing with magic itself, which I'm pretty sure everybody's going to get pulled into by the end of the season. Oh, I guarantee it. it as soon as Elliot gets back, that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Alice and Julia. Oh, oh, actually, I'm sorry. Penny 43 saw one of the. Do well, we call him 43. Huh? Like he's a merger. Yeah, okay. We call him 43 or just Penny? Let's just call him Penny. Okay, we'll just call him Penny. So Penny, because I. Yeah, we'll. We'll get to original Penny when he shows back up again, but whatever. So Penny uh, saw one of the people who had an emerald ring, and Julia just happens to know about that. Angus is a Celtic god, but they need to find a leprechaun in order to get the Angus. (laughs) Of course they need to find a leprechaun, right? It's the magicians. we we got all sorts of things. We haven't seen a leprechaun. Have we seen a leprechaun before? No, we have not seen a leprechaun before. Okay. No. Well, not here. No, not in this one. Do you, yeah. you know, Warren Davis is a uh, pretty good leprechaun. I was thinking of American Gods leprechaun. Oh. Like we, we met some pretty cool ones so far. Like this one, it goes up with a lexicon. I, I like this dude. And I was very sad to see uh, what happens to him. Warwick Davis. Why did, I don't know why I called him Warren Davis. 
Warwick Davis is a leprechaun. That's Willow. He yeah, he's Willow. from Willow. You fool! But yeah, he was also le- he was the leprechaun until just recently. Oh yeah, he sh- they should have kept him when, as he, a when he passed a torch on to the other leprechaun guy. I need them to pass it back. Yeah, well, I think he's over that. He doesn't want to get into makeup anymore. Well, then pass it down. <laughs> pass it down to you. Didn't like the new guy? No. No. Okay. <laughs> I think my problem, and we're getting away from magicians, but my problem is I wanted Warwick, and like I, I, I needed that, and then I wasn't getting that from the new guy, so I didn't care. Yeah. And usually, I'm better than that. Like when new stuff happens, I'm like, I'm going to like you for your own thing. But the leprechaun, I guess, is different. Like he left that stamp, just like the new guy kind of left the stamp. So when we have a new leprechaun on the magicians, he needs to be sexy and weird like this guy and all flirty with Julia. Oh, I agree with you. That's actually, uh, side note, why I am having some little issues with uh, uh, Chucky when it comes out, the new, the revamp version. So. Yeah, I just don't. It d- depends on the voice. It's all in the voice. Seriously, it's all I know. Voice. And you know who got who they got to voice? I love the actor, but like I have the original guy in my head. He's the Chucky voice. Yeah, it's that's, and he's alive. Yeah. Like I know it's a reboot, but get him to do it, yeah. please. Yeah, definitely. You know, Mark Hamill actually did the voice of Chucky at one point too. Uh, anyhow, I mean, he's Lex Luthor, right? <laughs> definitely. Luthor? Yeah, he's everybody. Yeah. Um, so back to the magicians <laughs> that we got sidetracked from. <laughs> That's what we do, guys. Yeah. You know you love us. Uh, Alice and Julia have mapped out the pipes and show Zelda that, hey, magic in the pipes isn't anywhere near the amount of magic that's supposed to be there, like your library says. Because, you know, Everett's doing some bad stuff. Which we knew, but now she has more proof. Right. And she takes that proof. I mean, she goes back to the library and looks at a book and does a little magic thing and finds out, yeah, they're not making that up. Things are bad. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Zelda, that's, well, they had a point. That's not why she joined the library. She didn't join it for that reason. And I think that's a good thing because I, I like Zelda's character and I like that they've really got her more involved with things. And she's a good person. So this is like really messing with her, especially the whole fact that Everett's the one behind it. You know, because, you know, he's the one that rescued her. And I'm still going, we're going to find out at some point in time that Everett is the one who actually killed her mother. I, uh-huh. I know that we know that's coming. It's just a matter of time before that happens. And she's going to do the whole thing of good magician gone bad or good librarian gone bad. Right. Yeah. Something's going to go. Um, but she'll have Alice to hang out with because and they'll be able to, you know, commiserate. Definitely. Like, yeah. You did it for a good reason. It's okay. Well, yeah, I mean, like we said before, in a couple episodes back, when we saw original Penny, he's like, you know, these side characters, what they did now is going to change the way the library is forever. And there's no such thing as a side character on the show. Well, I'm, I know there. I'm not. I was saying because he, when he was I talking know. to dude, the side character, that's the only reason I went there with that. <laughs> there's, they're all main characters. Just Margo's better than all of them. But anyhow, um, yes. we'll get to her. <laughs> Don't worry. We will get to Margo. Now, the trio goes to find the leprechaun, Barry. Barry the leprechaun. Uh-huh. And she, she didn't have a hat. And it was it? She asked us, is this an emergency? Is this like a serial emergency? Like <laughs> charms. And they end up in a safe room. And have to find the key to the door to get over to see Angus, which is kind of 
you know, one of those. It was fun. And Julia got to use her invulnerability to reach through the spikes and get the doorknob. Even though, you know, Q was like, no, I can do it. And she's like, dude, I'm like the one who can't get hurt. (laughs) Yeah. So let's go ahead and let me do it. And I, Barry was kind of intrigued by her because, you know, they've been waiting to see her and everything else. So they get in there to see Angus and tell him the monster's coming for him. Angus is a bit of a jerk. I think I have a thing for jerks. Like, he was interesting. Like, he had that whole thing where he's been alive for all this time. He's used to his godhood. And like he told Julia, oh, like, you still care about people and, and you still think about death and all that like don't worry you'll stop thinking about that soon like you're not really mortal anymore so it doesn't really mean anything to you well that's angus was like talking to julia about how he could help her out if he he came into the fallout shelter with him but he couldn't remember his password yeah and like that whole thing kind of worked against him his you know not caring about mortality anymore because he didn't really care about the threat that was coming his way right but there was also a little hidden thing in there at one point in time Angus was mortal. Yeah. So the gods, how many of the gods were mortal at one point in time? Probably a lot of them. Yeah. Like you had like your main, um, your main original gods and then the half gods, the children of gods, the demigods and those who changed like Margot. So do the gods replenish themselves? You know, so we know that Bacchus is dead. Right. Now that there's a hole where Bacchus was, is somebody else going to step into that godhood of Bacchus? Yeah, they have to have a party god. And I'm well, I'm just curious how that all works because they, you know, because after Angus here is like, okay, that's the second mortal that we know of. So they come from somewhere. They just weren't always there. Right. I would say Josh would make a good party god, but no, we need Josh to do <laughs> Josh stuff. We can't lose Josh. He can't become a god. That would be bad. Yeah, Margo would not be happy about that. No, not at all. Well, Darth Elliot arrives at Angus's place with Barry's head, and Angus is pretty much gone, and that's it. Yeah, he gets his heart ripped out. Yeah, he didn't get his password. So, yeah, he's dead. He really should have wrote that down somewhere. Yeah. Or at least told Barry. Oh, that wouldn't have done him any good because Barry got beheaded. Yeah, but you know what Barry said? I ain't got no head. Well, I ain't got a head. I ain't got no body. Penny teleports Julia and Q out of there before things go bad. And they're back at the apartment or condo or loft or penthouse. (laughs) And Julia is working on the binder. And she tells Q, you know, when she does figure this out and gets her goddessness back, she needs his help. When he get, when she gets there, because you know she's got to keep him keep her grounded and everything else. Yes. Yeah, I I thought that was a good thing. Just like yeah, you know, reach out for Q, give him something to do. I think she'll well, probably end up with Penny, but that's just me. Um, I, I could see that happening. Mm-hmm. And then, right at the end of that, Zelda shows up at Katie's house. And she's in and helping out. So I'm really looking forward to next week to see what we found with those three or with that with that group, not three, the whole group of them, how yeah. that all works out. And I think that was about it. Did we have anything else to talk about? No, I think that was it. No. Uh, nothing else awesome happened in this episode. Nothing that we happen to maybe talk about. No. Like last week after Margot made her amazing exit. 
from Fillory, you know, she did the whole thing with Pat Benatar and we were like, Oh, I wonder what else was on that playlist. And then we found out. (laughs) So so yes, we can't miss Margo. (laughs) Margo is out walking with her lizard for a whole 35,964 steps. Uh, How far is that? Well, Summer is 5'3", and calculating the step length of someone that height, that leaves us at somewhere between 14.661 to 16.092 miles, which means she's been walking for roughly five to six hours. If you figure in, the average person can walk about three miles in an hour or 15 to 20 miles a minute. I mean, 15, 15 to 20 minutes a mile. I would throw a lunch break in there as well, but Margo seems to be in the mode of walking lunch on this journey. So, yeah, she's been walking for, you know, about five or six hours, I'd think. In a friggin' desert. In a desert. And she didn't even have a horse with no name. You know? No. Nothing on that one. No. Oh, that's, that's a really old song there. So, yeah. See, when you said that, I thought Streets with No Names and no. you too. So. Walking through the desert with a horse's no name. Anyhow. <laughs> so she is thirsty. She done drank all her water. And she's talking to the lizard. And, you know, if you're talking to a lizard and you see a drop of water on the back of the lizard, I'm not thinking that drinking it's a good thing, but it was in this episode. Yeah, so maybe go for it. Yeah, because, you know, right away. Tripping on Lizard gives the full uh, Elliot music video for Don't Get Me Wrong by The Pretenders. Oh, it was amazing. Uh, I have loved this season so much, but I have missing, I've been missing that that effect that happens when we have Summer, Michelle, and Hale Appleman and in the room together. Like, oh. it, it's been interesting to watch him as Darth Elliot with her, but mm-hmm. her best friend, like, just with her, or I guess maybe her mind version of him, that was epic. I it was yeah it was great I I just loved that whole fact that it was just one of those moments of watching it and when it came on I was watching Tracy watching and she's like oh my god I was like I know it's amazing yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. the best thing and he splits into multiple versions of himself oh it was perfect um, I was reading something and um, they said that. They said that Summer used uh, one of these scenes from this episode as her audition for the part of Margot. Really? And like, yeah. And like, that's that's why she got hired. And they've been hoping and praying that they got renewed just so they'd be able to get to this episode. So they'd be able to showcase like how badass Summer is. I would guess it would be the ep- the part where she's talking to the dude and she goes, you forgot I'm a magician. And then totally <laughs> screws everything up. Man. Breaks everybody out and, you know, wreaks havoc. Uh, so Elliot gets her to the Wanderers, and we find out that the desert is alive with demons that attack the women. Mm-hmm. And Lizard Elliot but, comes but back. But not really. Well, they don't know that point then. Okay. You know, we do find out that being possessed by sand demons gets you stabbed in the chest if you're a guy. With uh, some pretty interesting axes that Margo's eyeing. Right, but that, you know, that's kind of hard, and it just, mm. And the men save them because they can survive being attacked by demons because you women just can't handle it. Can't We're handle so them. weak and emotional. Yes, these emotional, weak women's. You just can't handle them demons like us men's. Mm. We bottle up them feelings. 
uh, I love the fact that you know Julia. I mean, Margot brings up the fact that she was sitting in a bar, you know, when she was going for her reelection, and a bear named Humbledrum started talking to her because Humbledrum comes up a lot. I would like to see Humbledrum again. I agree. And Fillory is weird with the talking animals, and she's tracked down the guy that she needs. Yet uh, Lizard Elliot is still there. He's her uh, spirit guide, and now Josh is showing up also because she's going to sleep with the guy in order to, <laughs> you know, get this get his access from her. But and he, yeah, Josh points out you're going to sleep with a guy with two full moons and pass on the the curse. Uh huh. The the, uh, the werewolf curse. But we get another music video out of it. White Snake, here I go again. And Finn shows up. And this is the point where I'm starting to lose my shit, right? Because Josh yeah. shows up. Finn shows up. And I'm like, everybody's getting there. It's so awesome. And Margot, did did she pass on the Lycercanthi to the guy with the two moons? Or no? I don't know. I'm not sure. We we don't know right now. We may find out down the road. He did say, you know, when you did that thing with your, you know, you did that thing last night, and she said, "Well, I'm a magician, so <laughs> she may not have." Uh huh. Hard to tell. Hmm. I still, yeah, music videos. Mm. Ah. <laughs> okay, so. Margot uh, wants the enchanted axes from Foremost, but they're enchanted for him, and uh, this is what he says, and they yeah. only work for him, so she has to make her own. Really simple, though. You just head out into the uh, desert and find the black grains of sand. Put them but in it the won't work for her, Brad. She's a weak woman. Well, he says, you know, you got to be able to get all the sand. I mean, that's a big thing. You're going to find one grain of sand every, like, 100 or 500 grains of sand, and that's a lot of stuff. But Margo's not weak. She's going to go out there and find them. Because that's how she rolls. Mm, he doesn't know Margo yet. No, he does cool. not know Margo. And as she's walking out, we got another music video coming up. And Katie shows up. Why is Katie there? Because that girl can sing. she got more octave range. And yes. she does. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... She has her ear, uh, her lost innocence, her guilt, and her inadequacy with her. And then it gets even better <laughs> because Dean Foster shows up. Fog? Yep. Dean Fogg shows up. Why do I call him Foster? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> Dean Fogg shows up, and he is her whiskey. Oh, no, her wisdom. <laughs> also whiskey. <laughs> also whiskey. <laughs> Oh man, I love this show so much. And they have pipes. All of them have some serious, <laughs> just, serious pipes on them. Like, I need another musical episode, like ASAP. Oh man, Katie's octave range was just killer. She's like, show off. <laughs> have you never followed her, um, uh, Jade, on Instagram? Like, she really sings. No, I haven't. I need oh, to. Oh my God, the girl can sing for real. Oh, it was it was great. And, you know, why she's doing this, you notice that, like the redness in the sand was going around. So the okay. demon sand, uh, it was it was the greatest. I just oh, so much fun. Margo is tirelessly searching for grains of sand. Hard to tell how long she's been out there, but she has been getting some. She's very diligent. I don't know, a couple days. 
What do you think? Um, I don't know. A couple of days. It, it could be. Like, it's been some time. Yeah. And does she have, like, water and supplies and things? Uh, I don't know. Well, she's been out there for a while, and it gets to a point where she gets super frustrated. Well, she had a tent, so she's at least got that. Yeah, that helps. Elliot shows back up. Lizard Elliot shows back up singing Beautiful Dreamer. That was so sweet. I loved it. By the way, Beautiful Dreamer is a song that was written by American songwriter Stephen Foster, who lived from 1826 to 1864 because things were hard back then. And it was published posthumously in March 1864 by the WMA Pond & Co. of New York. You've probably heard that song in a lot of things. I have. I never knew like who actually wrote it or how like how old it is. Yeah, it's a very old timey song. Yeah, it's just always been around and just this sweet, but like this version may be my favorite. Yeah, it's, it's I mean it's really great. There's so many versions of it, but yeah, this is a it, this was a great version. I wonder if they're gonna put this this these songs out. Like I, they should. They need like, to like put it on iTunes or something. Yeah, they really need to. So this is where we find out that, you know, Margo is kind of getting a little emotional in the desert. And we know bad things happen then because women and their emotions in the desert. Bad things. <sighs> bad things. And we find out a little bit more about the childhood with her dad. I mean, she grew up and we and she just wasn't exactly what her father thought, you know, could control her because she's Margo. She had to choose one thing. She wants them all. Yeah, like a lot of women, they feel like they get put into a box, like, oh, you're the smart one, you're the pretty one, you're the athlete, you're the this, you're that. But, like, we can be all those things. Yes, you can. Do everything. <laughs> you know that you have three awesome girls. I know. And they're all sorts of things. They're yeah. everything. And, yeah, definitely. I Because they're – it's a gambit. Of, it's everything. They're all different, but they're all the same. I mean, it's really – they're all – very strong-minded, so it's really kind of cool. Yeah. And then they all ask, they all ask me for money, and that's of course, you know, one dad. of those things. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, that's you know, we find out about the title. That's where she got her hard, glossy armor from. Her growing up. Yeah. And so she said that, um, like her her dad saw her a different way when he found her in the car in the front seat with one of her boyfriends. Yeah, yeah. And uh, was it you call him Lizard Al? Said, yeah, you probably shouldn't have done that in the back in the front seat of your driveway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh well, it happens. Dads get a little overprotective there of their girls. It takes a <laughs> bit. I'm still like. <sighs> With some of them, (laughs) like, uh, okay, I was like, I can't control you. There you go. That's your mother. I don't know. Bring them up well. Have the talk, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, have the talk. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but Margo's starting to get a little on the uh, rumbly side here because you know she's a king, not a princess. King this is manip- true. King of manipulation, pointless rage, and king of I can't do this. Um, she's king of everything. I mean, she is just, and she starts, and this is where she just breaks down on the whole thing. Is like she thinks she's going to screw everything up, but the only thing she did right was be Elliot's best friend. 
But that hasn't even gone right because, you know, if that had done right, she would have a bag full of the black sand and she rages and the red sand comes into the tent and then leaves again. And the red lady appears. Yes, and Margot can hear her speak, although we never do. No, but you could kind of, it was like, my second viewing of this is like when you figured out what she was saying. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure you, you can, can fill in the gaps a little bit, but I'm sure like everybody has like close to the same thing that she was saying. And yeah. it was like, also when it was moments where we went, hold on, are they going to put this in when it's on TV? Because <laughs> we were like... I, she wasn't I don't saying think so. it. And it's more powerful if they don't. And it was. And exactly, I love the way it came off. Is like, it was yeah. just that whole thing. And it was, you know, she wasn't speaking, but she was. And it was very obvious of what she was telling Margot. Right. And all of a sudden, um, her bag of sand is all full. And she goes back to the, the, the wanderer, the caravan there. And has a full bag of sand. Tells them, and they're shocked that she shows up because, you know, no one else has ever done it and they usually give up. She tells them about seeing a demon woman who came from up from the sand. She knows that they know that those spirits are just there to help possessing whatever man is causing the distress. Mm-hmm. If the problem isn't a man, they do whatever it is to help the woman. Mm-hmm. And that really, you know... Old, uh, what's his name? I forget what his name was. Foremost is, you know, oh, I'm sorry. Now I got to kill you because you're not supposed to know that. You're not going to destroy our happy little land here. We got things going on. <laughs> and this is the part where you're talking about is it. like, you know, double crossing a magician doesn't work out that well. Margot yeah. just messes up everything for them, releases the spirits, and goes to town. And the spirits go out and they possess the men and everything else and they take over everything. Right. But Margot doesn't destroy anything. She lets the women know that you have a choice in all this. You can tell the spirit right. that you want them to leave your husband and that they are here to do the laundry if you want them to. <laughs> well, no, she just destroys the tent letting all the uh, spirits go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because we saw earlier in the episode, we saw those bottles with the red sand in it. And uh, when she started to touch it, the the lady, she was like, no, don't touch that. You won't. You don't want to touch that. And of course she did, because they've trapped the spirits in there. Bastards. Right. And on a, in, in the middle of all this, there's another music video starts up. Because the show is awesome. Now we have Q and Alice and Julia and Penny in the music video as well. Of course. Everybody is there. Full cast of plans. And as we're watching things go to town, it takes over. And Margot tells the women, you know, hey, you know, like you said, you know, just ask them to leave. They can do everything. To which Margot ends up leaving with the axes because, yep, that's her. Yes, and we know those de- those axes can expel demons. And that's what we're looking for, right? Yes, that is exactly what we're looking for. And at the end, Elliot shows up again to sing Beautiful Dreamer. That was perfect. She I was like, can you take this version of Elliot with you until you guys can be reunited for real? Right. And she walks up to him and she goes, I know you're just a reptilian a hallucination, but I promise to get you back. And he touches her face the same <sighs> way that Elliot touched, uh, well, the same way the other woman touched uh, Elliot's face, Darth Elliot. 
Yeah, but totally different reaction and, and moment. Right, but it was just that connection thing of, you know, you remind me of my sister Ooh. or... Yeah, that's kind of where, you know, that whole reminder thing came up with me. And Interesting. as soon as that happened, he disappeared and she starts singing Beautiful Dreamer and walks off into the desert. God, this show. <sighs> Love this episode. By far, favorite episode of the season. Yeah, it's up there for sure. Yep. I think my other favorite one was the season two. Oh, my God. Oh, with the teddy bear. Oh, yes, the teddy Those bear. Those two are my favorite episodes of the season. Yeah, so much fun. <sighs> All right, you got anything else? No, just like they, this episode was like so well done. Um, the music that they picked, like just the singing, everybody had these pipes. The depiction of the red sand demon, like that that red flashing across the, the screen, like mm-hmm. that was really cool. I love this show, and I'm going to miss it while it's gone. I don't, it's not a sand demon. It's a sand um, something. Sand spirit, basically. I'm sorry. Sand spirit. I had the, the language of the oppressors. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I, I but we like know the show has been renewed already for season five. So yay. yay for that. That's awesome. So we know that they're going to break our hearts in some way with a cliffhanger because yeah. that's what they always do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, if you aren't there already, head on over to purefandom.com and check out some of the other killer articles posted there. You can check out some of our older podcasts for Siren, Van Helsing, Winona Earp, Krypton, 12 Monkeys, and other shows. Um, we've been really sucky with Siren here lately, so yeah, there's that. <laughs> yeah, but Cloak and Dagger yeah. is starting uh, what is it this week that's coming. It's going to be a two-hour episode. We are looking forward to covering that, so uh, just keep an eye out for the feed for that to drop. We can check it out over at purefandom.com, or keep an eye on our Twitter feeds as well. We usually post stuff there. Definitely. And if you got any thoughts or comments about this episode, let us know in the comments below, or hit us up on the Twitter or Facebook page. Honestly, you'd be better finding me on Instagram, because I'm on there more. So, Yes, go watch his videos. Like He's super awesome, guys. Yeah, I get... I'm 3D printing stuff on there right now. So there you go. Oh, the latest picture that you sent me is my favorite. You have to post that. <laughs> I'm, rambling, <laughs> I'm rambling Brad on, on Instagram. So just go ahead and follow me. It's really good. I made a Wolverine claw. It doesn't look like that. I had a, <laughs> I had a slight issue and I, yeah, it's looks like it's art, good. Brad. It's art. It is very, it's, it's in the trash is what it is. No, it was very pollocky. <laughs> uh, okay. So, well, <laughs> Until next time. Until next time. The next time you have a long hike or desert trek that you want to go out on, make sure you pack your birthright lizard uh, so you can just have a lick. That's it for this episode. Head on over to purefandom.com for more awesome content.